This is Lauren Alexander, and you're listening to the Groove Lab Podcast. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for being here. This is a podcast all about the people who make up the music industry. This week, I've got Anna Christina Cash. She just put out a new single, which is her take on the Hawaiian Christmas classic, Melakaliki Maka. And I have to tell you, when I first got this interview, all I knew was that Anna Christina Cash was the daughter-in-law of Johnny Cash. Yes, the Johnny Cash. So I was nervous for weeks before we recorded our episode because, I mean, that's a big deal for a new little podcaster. Um, But I was so relieved to find out that she was super sweet and down to earth and honestly so much more than just the daughter-in-law of Johnny Cash. Um, She's just independent and well-spoken and um, she can definitely stand on her own two feet. In our interview, we talk about mental health and motherhood because she is the mother of a three-year-old, so it was fun to have that in common with her. And I also got to ask her what it was like to carry around the cash name and have that be associated with her music. So let's get that going. Hope you guys enjoy. Thank you for doing this podcast. My name's Lauren. Of course. Hi, Lauren. So I'm super excited to talk to you about your new single and your family. Um, But let's just start off with how are you and how have things been going for you? Um, I've, I've been doing well considering the circumstances, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic, so that's not fun for anybody, right, for sure. <laughs> as you know, and have experienced yourself, I'm sure. And, um, you know, just trying to hang in there, just trying to be creative, continuing to work. I'm a mom. I have a three-year-old and, um, you know, very much love cooking for my husband as well. And he and I cook together and he loves to cook and, you know, just trying to spend the time that way as well, other than work. Yeah. That's so important. Definitely. So you released your album Shine during this pandemic. What was that experience like for you? I'm, I know it was, I'm sure, different than other things you have done. Well, I've been able to connect with a lot of fans virtually, and it's received a um, very good response from Billboard, from American Songwriter, from Entertainment Focus, um, the Americana Music Association, and you know several different publications. So I feel very blessed to have been able to do virtual shows as well as IG lives, Facebook lives and connect with fans in that way. But I definitely do miss being on stage. I had a Grand Ole Opry show that I was supposed to play and that got canceled and it's, it's being moved either to early 2021 or right before the start of the year. So I am very um, eager to get back on track with that. And, you know, I didn't get to do any of the lives experiences but I'm I'm still grateful for the fact that we live in a time that we're able to communicate with one another because of technology because of zoom because of social media and FaceTime so it's it's a whole different world than being the 19th century and having a pandemic for sure <laughs> definitely um well tell me about um recording that album well um it took a matter of about three years at the Cash Cabin studio here in Hendersonville, Tennessee. It was produced by my husband, John Carter Cash, engineered by Chuck Turner and co-assisted, co-engineered by Trey Call. And I worked with so many different songwriters. I got to write um, several songs of my own, some songs with different co-writers. And I would say it's a fusion between pop, country, Americana, and 
jazz. It has a blues influence too. And I do have to say it's an eclectic record, but there's, there's a lot for everyone, all kinds of people. And I'm very proud of it. Well, that's, uh, I totally agree. There is um, a lot to offer. I'd like to talk about um, one of the songs from the album, Broken Roses. Um, I know it touches on mental health. Um, Can you tell me about that song and the inspiration behind it? Yes. So Broken Roses um, really is it's kind of a sad ballad. It's about the deterioration of a love relationship due to substance abuse. Um, so it shows one partner in the song. It's the male partner just completely not who he was. And, you know, there's a breakup or an eventual death, essentially. And then we did the video for that. And you really don't know what happens at the end if he commits suicide or not. We kind of left that open we left it hopeful at the same time, but it's, it's, um, it's, I, I wrote the song with Kevin Dunn with Bill Miller and my husband, John Carter cash It started off with piano chords that Kevin Dunn was playing. And, you know, we all kind of chimed in with the, with the lyrics and the melody and everything. And, um, then I saw it as something bigger. I saw it as a chance to speak out, um, to help break the stigma of mental health and create mental health awareness. Yeah. Well, um, I watched the video and it was, it was heartbreaking. It was kind of hard to watch. Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> it's hard, you know, but I, I also wanted to create a very real portrayal of, of that. You know, um, I felt like the song had a bigger message and I felt that it needed to be true to what really happens in the lives of people. And, and people need to take a look at that. And hopefully some people can relate to that and seek help or seek help for a loved one and encourage others to get help if they really need it. Right. And especially right now, I feel like that's such an important conversation to have. So um, great job. Very, very powerful. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Yeah. You're so welcome. Um, well, let's talk a little bit about having um, Johnny Cash as your father-in-law and working with your husband and the Carter family. Um, what's it like having the name Cash associated with your music? Do you ever find it hard to make your own voice heard or do you feel like people expect certain things from you? Well, it's very interesting because I started working in music for such a long time. I started performing on international television since I was six years old. And then when I was a teenager, I was signed to a major record label. So I'd been doing on my work, work on my own for a very long time before John and I met. Um, you know, and I toured Latin America and I, I worked with Grammy award winning producers at a very young age, literally while I was still in high school as a teenager. And then I, you know, I did major events, performed for the white house for the president all before, um, we met. So I had a full blown career in both the Latin music industry and then independently as, um, you know, an English speaking artist as well. And then when we met, we kind of just had complimented each other I think it was great to work together in the studio after that I think um, I'm very very proud of my family you know I love you know the history of the music of Johnny Cash and the Carter family and I've learned a lot I'm a big country music fan at the same time I think it's important for people to know that I've been working for a very long time prior to the association so you know sometimes maybe people don't know that about me you know but I've, I've had people follow me for a long time so they know but um, when I was just known as Anna Christina, I had a I had a pretty good body of work already working with several Grammy winning producers. 
Well, I was just so curious about that. But um, yeah, you seem very independent and your music definitely has um, its own style. I'm definitely very independent. I'm very much my own person. Um, but of course, I am proud of my family by marriage as well. And my influences have been very broad because I was raised in Miami in a very bicultural environment. So my influences from there are present in what I've carried on to the record shine, as well as the four years I spent in Los Angeles. I was heavily influenced by that. I went to a lot of um, performances from friends that were songwriters and and musicians and those three places, Miami, California, and Nashville have really shaped who I am. So the result is something so mixed, but at the same time, very cohesive. I can't really explain it. Just yeah. the, the fusion of, of music. It's all there. Yeah. You can definitely hear that. Well, let's talk about your single, um, Malakaliki Maka. Um, it's so fun. I love it, especially right now. Thank you. I heard that it was inspired by your daughter. Yeah, so Grace June Cash, our daughter, she's three years old. And we had the opportunity to take her to Hawaii last year before all of this insanity hit with COVID <laughs> and everything. And we um, took her to go see a luau, and she was so impressed. You should have seen her little eyes. So we wanted to recreate that feeling for her. So I'm like, what's the... <laughs> that's a Hawaiian song that I know. And I knew Christmas was coming up. I'm like, how about doing Malakaliki Maka? So um, we had Derek Phillips, a very good friend of ours, um, who's an amazing drummer here in Nashville, amazing musician. He created like a two bar Tahitian drum kind of thing before the song even starts with those slides and guitars. And she, that's the part she loves the most about that music is the drums. So that was pretty much all for her. <laughs> that's sweet. Um, since we're talking about your daughter, I'd love to talk really quick about um, motherhood and family life, not only as a musician, but as a musician during a pandemic. Um, I'm a mother of um, an almost three-year-old myself, and I'm a musician. Um, and I know things awesome. for me are not easy. So I'd just love to hear your perspective and experience. Yeah, so it's it's been pretty interesting just um, having had to travel for work with a small baby. My husband and I, when we had shows abroad or if I had to, if he had interviews abroad that I had to accompany him with our, our little child, we, um, we were able to bring someone with us to help sometimes, sometimes not. Um, but most oftentimes I have, you know, some, some form of help or another, but right. remember he had to do like a promo thing in Australia. And I came along with our daughter and she was six months old when she took that flight to Australia and she had to sleep on the little like baby bed on the plane that was like kind of above me. And it was kind of freaky. And then I would just breastfeed on all these trips. I had to travel internationally, like pretty much since she was four months old, since, you know, that the, the, the doctor gives the okay for her to travel. So I, I went to Canada when she was four months old or five months old. Um, I had to go to London and perform there when she was about five months old. And again, that trip to Australia when she was six months old. And then just um, just family trips I, I've taken her to. But the whole time, just I remember breastfeeding. And then I started also doing a master's degree like right after she was born. Oh my so gosh. That was really hard. <laughs> <laughs> so it was really hard. Go so you. Performing. <laughs> Thanks. And I'm and I'm almost done with it now. I have a nine month thesis left after the semester, but I am studying creative writing 
via the Harvard Extension School, which has been a crazy rewarding journey, but also, you know, just very time consuming, honestly, just being a mom and um, doing a full higher education master's degree and also being a performer and then constantly having to put myself out there and then create new content and new creative work. So yeah, between the breastfeeding, the pumping, the long flights, the preparation for shows, the shows and a master's degree is, it was, especially in during the early times, it was challenging, but it is still now sometimes um, when she's like running around and nobody's here to help, but right. I usually try to find help and I have, and she has a wonderful nanny that helps me out, Ophelia. So I'm, I'm very fortunate in that sense. And I am very sensitive to the fact that a lot of mothers can't have that help necessarily. So, right. um, so I do have someone that helps because my family is not nearby. Right. They're, they're in they live in Florida. Florida. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> they're in Florida. So that's oh, tough. That yeah. is very hard. So how has it impacted you creatively? Well, I, I definitely have to manage my time. Sometimes I have to just shift schedules around um, for when she can be watched. Like she was in a preschool last year, but I made the personal decision not to send her this year because of COVID. Right. And she doesn't um, necessarily they don't have they don't have to go till kindergarten. But then so she is missing a little bit of the socialization that I feel bad for. But she um, does have older siblings. I have three older stepchildren. And she sees them sometimes um, on the weekends and everything. So that that's a nice interaction for her. But um, I would say just with the with the writing and being creative, it's it's hard. I try to to organ organize quarterly, just like keep everything around me tidy, even though it's very hard because life kind of falls apart and gets messy when you have children. Definitely. And <laughs> definitely, as, as everything know, is and, sticky. <laughs> everything is sticky um things fall accidents happen I mean you I mean there's a lot of poop involved a lot, definitely <laughs> especially with potty training and and yeah there's a lot of poop in my life so <laughs> there's that is that ever like anything you would have thought you would talk about on a music interview like <laughs> before no, you became a no. mother <laughs> no I mean it keeps me very humble I mean I I am not you know immune to just everything that goes along with motherhood I feel yeah. like I can re relate to a lot of people because because of that <laughs> you know and people think musicians or you know celebrities are a certain kind of thing or that they you know honestly just like everyone else right absolutely just like everyone else right for sure well so um on my podcast I try to make it like a place for maybe musicians to share advice with other musicians or creative people. Would you have any sort of advice to give to anyone that might be listening? Yes, I would say um, don't let people get you down. When you start to rise in your craft, um, unfortunately, it is a competitive industry like any other industry. People will just, you know, say mean things for absolutely no reason maybe they're jealous or they're dealing with their own personal stuff so just keep your head up keep working on your craft keep promoting yourself and good things will happen um I would say that nothing comes out of nothing is what I'd like to always say I think just perpetuating work constantly making yourself known and just you know creating quality work the music has to be really good but but um there are a lot of people out there that will get you down on purpose and you have to kind of just have your blinders on and ignore those people. I love that for sure. That's, that's great advice because it's so true. <laughs> Unfortunately. 
Yeah, I mean, there are always people that are, are ready to bring you down and you have to just fight those people off. You have to be a fighter. Yeah, for sure. Last question. Um, is there anything coming up that you're looking forward to? I know you mentioned um, another Opry date and I know it's kind of hard to really plan anything right now. Um, but do you have anything coming up that you're looking forward to? That I'm looking forward to, um, I am working on an, a six-song EP right now that is country pop at the moment. And after that, I plan on doing work on a jazz record, which I'm very excited about. Um, some other news that I would like to share that's recent is that um, the project I worked on with Los Tigres del Norte of translating Johnny Cash's Folk and Prison Blues into Spanish, the album itself was nominated for two Latin Grammys. So um, wow. we'll find out if they they win so I was very proud to be a part of that and also brand new pair of shoes the song that is on shine that I co-wrote with my father-in-law Johnny Cash it was re-released on Sony Legacy as a part of the Forever Words expanded so the acoustic video just went up for that on you know socials and everything so we're really excited about that as well wow well congratulations that's very exciting Thank you so much. For everyone listening at home, be sure to check out Anna's brand new single, Melikaliki Maka, and also her album, Shine. Thanks for listening to the Groove Lab podcast. Stay groovy. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this interview, and I hope you have a great week. I don't think I said it before, but happy December. If you don't mind, it would mean a lot if you could share this episode with your friends or leave me a good review. I would really appreciate it. I'll be back next week with a brand new interview. Stay groovy.